Welcome back, everybody, to So Every Soul Sings Worship for the Real Church. And the real church, pandemic or not, still needs gathering times where we receive teaching and encouragement and things like conferences and um, webinars and things like that. And so today we're going to be talking about an upcoming event that actually Rod and I started several years ago. And this will be the third time that Relay Worship Conference is happening in Bowling Green. So I'm super excited to talk about this today. First, I want to start with the title of this year's conference is kind of different. It's Mm -hmm. Evoke. Maybe you could start there and explain what that word means. Yeah. Gosh, I love this. Uh, E-V-O-K-E, evoke, um, which is different from provoke, but related. So I I first heard this word from a guy named Mike Harland, who used to be the leader of Lifeway Worship in Nashville, Tennessee. He's now a worship pastor back in his home state. Um, And he introduced this whole concept to me in his podcast. And I really was kind of captivated by the difference in the word evoke and the way that we often think about leading worship. So to evoke means to draw out something that is in someone. In other words, if you love your children or your grandchildren or your spouse or your parents, and I ask you about them, the love that you have for them is just gonna like spring out of you. I, I, don't, I never have to ask a grandparent twice to show me a picture of their grandchild because the love that they have for their grandchildren is so rich inside of them. As worship leaders, we can call out the love for Jesus that they have inside of them, then we're not trying to make them do something, get them to do something, convince them to do something. We're not, com- uh, we're not um, manipulating in any way. We're simply giving them the tools to, re- to release the love for Jesus that is already inside their souls. And so we want to do that. We want to help build a day around the idea of evoke as a way to be a worship leader, whether you're a a leader of the team or a worship pastor, or um, you serve on the tech crew or in the band or as a vocalist, um, part of creative ministries in your church, everything that we do as worship leaders should evoke the praise from the people for the glory of God. And so we've got this incredible day, um, the best of the three years, no doubt, in store for people to help them do that. There are a couple of other really interesting twists that I can't wait to talk about, but that's, that's what Evoke is all about. Do you think that worship leaders often feel pressure to provoke the people either on their team to be better or mm. play better or worship better or, you know, the congregation that's in front of them? Yeah, leaders in general, whether worship leaders or any kind of leader, our, our bent is to make things happen. And it's different to make things happen than it is to release things that are already happening. And it's much harder. The the work is so much more intense if I have to make something happen than it is if I'm just ready to release whatever is already happening. And I want to do do both, but I only want to do the making things happen if it's like the spirit gives me clear direction. This is an event. This is a relationship. This is a conversation that you need to make happen. Then I want to be obedient to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. But as a leader, especially of a group of people, if I can simply release what's already in them, the work is so much easier. And it's um, in so many ways, it's more pleasurable. The people don't feel like they are being pushed. They feel like they are being invited. And I don't know about you guys who are listening, but I would always rather be invited than be pushed. 
kind of regardless of what the circumstance is. So yeah, I think leaders are always bent towards trying to make things happen or provoke a response or whatever. It's a good question. I think it's, it's always good to recognize the work of the Holy Spirit. You know, um, my background is Methodist. My, my parents are both in the, in the ministry in the United Methodist Church. And um, John Wesley always talked about prevenient grace in that the Holy Spirit is working in people's lives long before they ever come to the point of becoming followers of Jesus. But that work also continues after we become followers of Jesus. Uh, his, the Holy Spirit is always working in people to reveal the glory of God in people because that's what we were yeah. created to do, right? To be right. bearers of his presence, to be bearers of his glory. So worship leaders, you don't have to make that happen in anyone. It's actually happening. Um, our job is to recognize it, maybe help facilitate it and evoke. Um, I also just wanted to read Colossians 1, 28 and 29, because Paul also was a leader and, and he, he, uh, he definitely wanted to maybe provoke and evoke good things yeah. in the people that he led. Um, he says here in Colossians, we proclaim him admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone perfect in Christ. To this end, I also labor, striving with all his energy, working powerfully within me. Yes, there is striving. There, there is work at this. <laughs> there, there is an, a part that we play. Um, but I, I really have always been allergic to the whole idea of manipulating. But I've also been, in my humanness and maybe in my brokenness, been really pushed to try to, um, to get a response. I want to do something that makes people do something, which is, of course, manipulation. And so that's why I find this word evocation or to evoke to be such a welcome, um, freeing concept that I don't have to make something happen. That's not up to me. It, it is up to the Holy Spirit's work. Now, I have to do my part. I have to call something out of people. And I think that's another really helpful phrase or way to think about it. If you think about your favorite coach you ever had on a sports team or a chess team or whatever you were into, they called out the best in you. And I think mm -hmm. that we get to do that as worship leaders. We get to call out the best in them, which is Christ. We get to just say, hey, let him loose, you know, and sometimes people need to be admonished to do that, to use the word that is in Colossians 3 and, and Ephesians 5. Um, that we admonish one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, that that admonishment isn't to, uh, I don't think it's to do anything more than to call out people to let Jesus out of them, to, to let them praise uh, with all of their heart and all of their mind and all of their soul and all of their body, the God who, who has called them into that experience. So yeah, I love this whole idea of it. And I can't wait to hear how Jamie Ward, one of the teaching pastors at Hillview Church, We'll talk about it. And Marie Scipio from Russellville, Kentucky, who is a beast. I, I, he's, he's, a, he's amazing. He's a small man who can dunk a basketball. But he is, uh, <laughs> he's a fantastic just presence. And I can't wait to hear them talk about it. And in the middle of the day, we have something we've never done before. We've always done a panel of pastors. But this year, we've got a panel um, including men and women of color and who are white to talk about the role of worship and racial reconciliation and after the year we've just come through in 2020 
with so much racial unrest in our nation and in almost every city in our nation. Uh, I am so excited to hear how these wise pastors and worship leaders will, will just un unlock for us kind of the ways that we can make worship have a connection with racial reconciliation. So uh, we want to evoke that in people as well, that God is a God of reconciliation and he's called us to a ministry of reconciliation. And that surely includes um, ethnicities. It, it has to. One day in heaven, all of the ethnicities will be together and we will be as God designed us to be one human race again. And let's just get a head start on that in the way that we um, think about, plan, lead, worship. And I can't wait to see what comes out of that. So, yeah, Evoke gets to cross over all of those kinds of boundaries. By the way, on that panel will be Tasha Page. Um, who is an African-American. Uh, we've had her on our podcast before. She's a rap artist, uh, songwriter, preacher, speaker. Yeah, she's remarkable. Those are some of our most listened to podcasts, by the way. Um, I mentioned Jamie Ward and Marie Tipio. Also my Paris, Tim Haster. <laughs> my, wow, I said that really funny, didn't I? <laughs> my pastor, Tim Harris, <laughs> whom I talk about on every episode, will be on the panel. And then Jacob Holmes. Uh, from another church here in Bowling Green, who has been both a worship leader and a pastor, right? Correct. So, and Tim has as well. My pastor was a minister of music and youth back in the 80s before he became a pastor. So lots and lots of wisdom that I think will be represented as we explore the, the relationship between evoking worship and racial reconciliation. I am so, so pumped about that. Before, we, before I let you ask another question, along those same lines of racial reconciliation, we're going to close the day with um, a worship time led by a, a group of multi-ethnic artists. So we will have uh, people from various countries and ethnicities on stage joining together to lead in worship so that we can actually live out what we've been exploring through the day. And I am just out of my mind excited about what that's gonna be like. All right, I'll shut up and let you ask another question. If something okay, I have more, I have more questions. But I just All wanted right. to say to those listening, if it sounds like Rod is in a restaurant, it's because mm. he is. Yes. <laughs> he is on his way traveling for his master's program. No, not master's. Doctoral, sorry. Doctoral Your doctoral program. program. Sorry. Your it doctoral program. <laughs> so as, uh, as Rod is involved in um, Evoke, the Relay Worship Conference this year, teaching all of you. He's also receiving teaching himself, which I think is awesome. Yeah, and I'm learning so much. I can't wait to share <laughs> some of what I learned because it's just incredible. Okay, right, so else, for the, the third the third relay worship conference evoke, yep. we need more more information. We have some keynote uh, times, keynote addresses. We have a panel right. in the middle. Uh, and then in the past, we've had master classes offered for just a bazillion different things. Um, right. How are those shaping up for this year? They're fantastic. We'll offer everything we've offered before and a couple of new ones. Um, I'll, I'll be teaching on time management. We will have a master class for every instrument and voice. We'll have a men's voice section and a women's voice section where you can go and refine your skills as a vocal worship leader. We'll have a guitar player for acoustic teaching that and also a guitar player for electric teaching that and drums and keys and piano because keys are different from piano we discovered that after the first year uh, and so yes. we split that into two um, we're going to talk about healing from hurt 
in ministry, we're going to talk about, this is my favorite new idea. We might do this as a masterclass. We might do it all together. It's just so new that we're not sure. But we're going to talk about how to engage worshipers with virtual worship. And all of us are doing this, almost all of us, I guess probably all of us are doing this in some way right now, where people in the pandemic season are watching worship on a screen. Mm -hmm. So how do we get them engaged? How do we evoke the spirit in them while they are at home? Um, maybe sitting back in their pajamas, eating breakfast, like that's probably most people. So how are we going to evoke worship from those people? And I don't know that we have a lot of great answers, but we're going to have a great conversation. And I think the Holy Spirit will lead us into wisdom as he loves to do. Um, Yeah, there are more. Uh, By the time you hear this podcast, you'll be able to go to our website, which is relayworship.com and find the whole listing of all of the breakout sessions or master classes, as well as the keynotes. Um, the content we think, if all goes well, this is a brand new thing for us, so I'm a little hesitant, but we think the content from the main stage sessions will be available um, on our website for a subscription fee that will be ridiculously small because that's the only way we do anything. This is worship for the real church. We're not trying to make them a lot of money. We just wanna cover our expenses. Um, and then the breakout sessions, you, we're, we're probably not going to be able to offer those on the website this year, but we hope to do that in the future. Uh, if so, that'll be a bonus. Um, we, we do think we will stream that final worship service, uh, worship part of the day where we have the multi-ethnic, multicultural band leading. We think we're going to stream that live for everybody to see, but the content from Jamie Ward and Marie Savio and the panel will all be by subscription on the website, and that'll come you know, later in the spring. The conference is February 20th. We'll probably say that a few times before we wrap up today, but February 20th, 2021. It'll be at our church, Woodburn Baptist Church, um, which is at 600 Woodburn Allen Springs Road, the longest street name in the history of the world. Um, And it's only about 20 minutes from Bowling Green. It's about 10 minutes from Franklin, Kentucky. It's about an hour north of Nashville, two hours south of Louisville. We have people who come from a couple hours away. We've had people come from Owensboro, quite a few mm-hmm. actually, uh, in the past. Yep. And so it is a regional conference. It's just small. We're also going to probably have to limit the number of registrants this year because of COVID protocols. So I'm thinking around 100 total registrants is all we'll be able to have. And so you may want to get to RelayWorship.com and register sooner than later so that you can get on that list. Speaking of COVID protocols, um, we'll be doing masks required in common areas. So when you walk in, when you're in the lobby, when you're in the restroom, anytime that you're going to be interacting with people like closer than six feet, we'll ask you to wear a mask. Once you're in the sanctuary or you're in a breakout session, uh, as long as you're six feet apart, you won't have to wear a mask. If you want to, you're welcome to. Nobody's going to shame you for masking. Um, But likewise, nobody's going to shame you for not masking. Uh, We'll do temperature checks at the door when you come in, just as one other layer of added precaution. A lot of churches aren't doing that anymore, and our church isn't doing that anymore. But because these are people who aren't normally together, we felt like an additional step would be welcome. We'll have hand sanitizer stations around. We'll do only individual servings of food, and so you won't have to worry about um, any of those kinds of issues. So we're trying to be as careful as we can to make it possible for as many to come as we can and and that's the only way we felt like we could go away, go ahead and do it during the pandemic. Uh, but we also really decided um, just last week that we don't want to put it off. We've talked about an alternate date and we feel like people, they're ready. They're ready to move on. Mm-hmm. They're ready to grow. They're ready to, to get 
even if the pandemic isn't behind us, they want to be thinking forward about how to be on the other side of it. And we want to be a part of that conversation. So who is this conference for? That's, a, that's an important question. Um, I think this conference is for anyone who's involved in the worship ministry at all and for worshipers who are passionate about worship ministry. So we have people in our church, for example, about half of our worship committee at Woodburn is made up of people who are not on the worship team or the tech team. They are just people who are passionate worshipers and they have um, the best interest of the body of Christ in mind when they bring their input to the worship committee conversations. Those kind of folks would be, a, a, they would just love the day. Um, it's really geared towards worship team members more than most conferences that I go to. It's not mm -hmm. really geared toward worship pastors, although it is, you know, mm -hmm. so much of what we say will be helpful for me and my job and helpful for anybody who is in charge of a worship ministry of any size at any church. I, I, I believe firmly in all of that. But because of the master classes where if, if you're, um, I hate this phrase, just a drummer, if you're just a drummer, <laughs> come to the day anyway, because you're going to go to a breakout session and learn how to be a better worship drummer. And that means it's really made for team members. And, and we'll do the same thing with technology. We'll have breakout sessions for lighting and sound and video and screens. And we'll talk about pro presenter and all of those things. And so we want to make sure that we equip the people who are a part of the ministry to do the very best work they can do um, to evoke worship from God's people for God's glory. Honestly, I really, I mean, I don't go to a ton of conferences, but I've been to worship conferences in the past and I mm. felt like they were really only geared towards worship pastors. Whereas mm. I feel like Relay is extremely unique in that it really is trying to meet the needs of everybody involved in worship ministry. Even if you are a participant in the congregation who, you know, is giving input to the leadership of right. the worship ministry, or as you say, just a drummer, we're, don't don't be offended, drummers, if you're listening we love to you. this. You're awesome. Yeah. We'd be we know you're not you. just a drummer. You're the heartbeat <laughs> of the whole team. Yeah, uh, and bass players. You did there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it really is. It, it is geared towards uh, everyone: worship pastors, worship team members, vocalists. Sometimes mm -hmm. vocalists feel like they're not real parts of the, the team yeah. because they don't play an instrument for some reason. Like they're not musicians, but oh my goodness, yeah. you are, you are yes. absolutely a musician. Yes. Your voice is your instrument. You are, yes. Your worship will be, so the, the human side anyway. Um, yeah, and, and the this, feedback we've gotten from people the first few years is affirming what you've described. Mm -hmm. the, the, when I asked at the end of the first conference, how many of you want to come back next year? I don't think anybody left their hand down. Like they were, they were so excited that we were going to do it a second time. And that includes people who are bass guitar players or electric mm -hmm. guitar players. And they have a lead line, you know, once in the day, you know, all of yep. those folks have felt very uh, affirmed in their role and encouraged and cheered on. And it's one and of the, the tech, things I love about being a part of this. Yeah. And the tech part is a huge part too, because yeah, maybe technical people might need to go to a different kind of conference to learn like the, the best, newest technology or, you know, some skills, but they are a part of the worship team in a very, very key way. And I love that we've championed that from the beginning. Yeah. You know, hey, if you do sound, you are just as important as the person playing acoustic guitar on the stage, because what you do affects everybody in the room. 
I absolutely love that. And I can say, having been to other kinds of conferences, not just worship conferences, but just general conferences in the past, I can. Uh Oh, you just muted yourself accidentally. (laughs) That was awesome. That's all right. You can honestly say. I can. (laughs) The Relay Worship Conference is world class. It Mm. is among the best, most professional, most well-done conferences that I have ever, ever seen. So please, worship leader, worship team member, vocalist, sound person who is listening to this right now, passionate worshiper who's listening to this podcast right now, please consider registering and get one of those slots for Evoke. And if you're not able to because you live too far away or because all of the slots get taken, please consider subscribing so that you can access some of this content and make plans to come next year. I appreciate that um, word of affirmation, Bethany, that it is um, as good as those great big giant conferences. I certainly agree. It's easy for me to agree because I'm a part of planning it and putting it together. If I thought it ought to be different, I would have made it different. But I walk away, both of the years we've done it, after the day, just thinking, I can't believe this was that good. And that I got to be a part of something that good. And, and last year, I had a very minimal role to play. I taught one breakout session. That's all I did um, of the day. But my goodness, the, the quality of what I got to receive as an attender of the conference was as good as anything I've been to including giant national conferences I've attended. So yes, I, I think it is absolutely worth it. In fact, it's probably worth about 10 times what you're going to pay. Um, yeah. that, that fee schedule will be on the website. We're not going to go through it here, but it's, it's crazy cheap. And that's because it's for the real church. Much like our podcast, this is not for churches that have unlimited resources. You can skip lunch one day and go to this conference. It's that affordable. Um, maybe dinner instead of lunch, but still it's, it's one meal. Uh, it is just not very expensive at all and so we would love to have you and your team come and be a part of that one more thing that we just have to say is that there's going to be a giant announcement made at the end of the day that we can't reveal until the end of the day and it has to do with the relay worship conference but it has to do with much more than the relay worship conference and it is um it is one of the reasons I am stopping at a Denny's on my way to Florida for school <laughs> is, is all wrapped up in what this announcement will be at the end of the day on February 20th of 2021. So come to the conference, uh, tune in, whatever. But I can't wait to share that giant announcement with you. That sounds really loud in my ears. It's in the kitchen. They're blending something <laughs> for the background noise. But, um, this is the best way we can make this happen this time. So, yeah, Relay yeah. Worship <laughs> Conference, February 20th, 2021 at Woodburn Baptist Church. We'll start at about 8 o'clock in the morning with registration, and you'll be done by 4, so you can get home and to bed, rested up and ready for an amazing day of worship the next day at your church. Anything else, Bethany, we should say about that? Just don't miss it. Do not miss it. Yeah. You will get so much out of it, and it will, it'll affect you for years to come in the best way possible. One more shout out, and that's to the leadership team that's putting this conference together. Carly Carey, who is a new part of the Relay Worship family, is um, kind of taking this as her project. And so it's her first time. She has the severe gift of um, hospitality. And so I can't wait to see how she <laughs> takes that whole thing. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> to a whole new level. Um, she's just so good at that. And then Eric Haley 
and Sean coming to have been a part of this from the beginning with Bethany and I will be also a part of planning that. Um, so yeah, be sure to check it out. We are, we are thrilled to offer such a great resource to the people in our region. And we do it because um, we want every soul to sing. And we want every soul to sing that's already coming to your church. Uh, not the people who are the singers, not the people who sit in the front third of the room, but all the people in the room. Um, we also want every soul to sing who's not yet coming to a church. And so this is why we do what we do. And thank you for listening. If, uh, if this is new to you, oh, by the way, if this is new to you, we just talked about tech and how that's integrated into the conference. Go back and find the interview we did with Elliot Beckley. Oh, yes. Probably about six months ago, like halfway through our podcast. Uh, I didn't look up the number, but somewhere in that ballpark. And uh, Elliot's wisdom is beautiful. He's a good friend. Yes. I love him. Um, and he is, he just gets it. He gets the whole, yeah. so every soul sings worship for the real church thing. Um, and you might not he's think a sound a tech guy. director. Yeah. You yeah. might not think a tech director <laughs> would have that, but he does. And, and he has it in space. So check that out. Um, and I just want to say thank you. Thanks for listening. Thank you for starting off 2021 or wherever you find us in, in the rhythm of your year. Um, I'm so grateful that people actually listen to this. We're starting to get a little bit of trickle of, of feedback from people who will say, hey, I heard this and it was helpful or whatever. We love that. We'd love to hear more. Uh, subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you subscribe to podcasts. If you can rate and review that will help raise the visibility of this. I think it's a podcast unlike others. And so I would love for some more people to get to hear it. If you think it'd be helpful, share the specific episode. Um, if you're trying to get your conference, your, your team to be a part of the conference, then send them this and let them hear about it. And maybe that'll help mm -hmm. them choose to, to sign up. There's, it's cheaper the more people you bring. So if you want to bring 15 people, it's a whole lot cheaper than uh, per person than it is if you just bring one or two. So there you go. That's, that's yeah. why we're here.